money, deals, tribal knowledge, resources, training, coaching, partnering. We are Texas's largest real estate investor association at texasstarterkit.com. My name is Shanoa Grove. Welcome to the show. All right. So uh, today's tip of the week is part of a series. So we are basically taking our real estate investor blueprint, which goes over the 272 different things that we've learned after investing in real estate here in Texas for the last 20 years. Who are my engineers in the room? Who are my left brainers in the room? No engineers, one engineer, one left brainer. Really? None of you guys like have these massive spreadsheets that you're proud of that are like your babies, one person. Okay, well, there's only, uh, I'm surprised, normally there's many more than that. So, f- so my husband and I are left-brainers. So when, when the left-brainers look at this, the left-brainers think, oh, she completes me. We are, we are one, we are one and the same. Right? My right-brainers look at this and it's like a freaking jelly donut. They look like a jelly donut after, like I don't understand a word she's saying right now, can she please go to the next slide? So this actually goes through the 272 things that we've learned of after investing in real estate for the last 20 years. Uh, what we found is real estate is a mile wide, not necessarily a mile deep. So what you learn on deal number one, you may not experience again until deal number 121. And I will tell you that in real estate investing, uh, that the saying truth is is stranger than fiction. Never is that saying more true than in real estate investing. I can promise you that. I'm curious, any realtors in the room? Any realtors? Okay, so some of the realtors in the room can tell you that truth is stranger than fiction, especially when it comes to real estate, especially if you've been doing it for a while, especially if you do it at a volume. So for us, we broke our business down into these six different components of Understanding the different strategies, which is something that we'll talk about today during our uh, last keynote presentation. Understanding the different marketing, the marketing that you have to do to be able to find deals, to be able to find opportunities. Understanding the sales and negotiation side of the business, so how to put properties under contract, how to overcome objections. Understanding what those objections are as well. Um, also the um, uh, the funding, uh, the analysis and due diligence, and then this big portion in the upper right hand corner. I know it's an eye chart uh, for those of you guys who are in person. We have a big one here. It's two feet uh, by three feet. And uh, the operation side is probably the biggest side. And that's part of our tip of the week. So we're doing a, I guess it's about a 14 part real estate investing series uh, where we have gone through the marketing, the deals, the strategies, due diligence, negotiating, financing, closing, reselling, leasing, financing operations. And today we're specifically talking about entities and asset protection, entities and asset protection. So so now I'm gonna ask, who are my people who already have your entity, your LLC set up? Okay, and, and, and keep your hands up, keep your hands up. Keep your hands up if you have not yet done a real estate deal. Okay, you guys are my left brainers. So what that means is, is effectively you're putting the, so, so, so it, for my left brainers, I, I know them because they typically will put the cart in front of the horse, thinking that they're putting the horse in front of the cart. So what does that mean? That means they have typically have the perfect business that doesn't make any money, okay? 
They've already worked to set up, they've got the perfect LLCs. It's like, you know, we got this. This is, this is so exciting. It's like, well, yeah, you're, you're really far away from your, your close up with HDTV, right? So it's like, you gotta be working on the deal. So if you want the deal part and actually how to get the deals, uh, then you'll want to uh, review on our YouTube channel or on our podcast, the, uh, uh, the uh, tip of the week for the marketing piece, right? So this is the marketing is the only thing that's gonna put deals into your business whether you have an LLC, whether you have an entity or you do not. So first, as we go through uh, this part of the presentation, I have to make a disclosure. I'm probably gonna make a couple of disclosures. So number one, I'm not an attorney, CPA or financial planner. I highly recommend that you get an attorney, CPA, or financial planner on your team. So it's one of the first, some of the first meetings that I did when I first started investing. Now, I will tell you that I am also a left-brainer and that I had also put the cart in front of the horse, meaning I also set up the perfect business that did not make any money because I set up my LLC right away, even before I had that first property. So. Um, I will tell you my right brainers in here, you know, you're putting your properties in your own name and just like, you know, kind of skating through. Uh, I'll give you some advice on uh, what to do in those situations as well. Uh, but first off, I just have to let you guys know that I am just speaking from my personal experience and the experience of talking to hundreds and even probably close to at this point over 100,000 different people who have walked through the doors of Texas Rias in Austin, Houston, Dallas, uh, or San Antonio because I've been part of the real estate investor association for the last 20 years now. Um, so just want to make sure that that's disclosed. And while I'm disclosing, I'll also let you guys know that I'm a licensed realtor and broker in the great state of Texas, license number 0518223. I'm not your realtor. Okay. Just want to be, be clear on that. Uh, don't sue me. You've been disclosed to. Okay. So you guys all know that as well. And then some of you guys, I'm curious, how many of you guys are thinking, I'm going to get my realtor's license as part of my investor journey? Who are you? Who are you? Okay, good. Um, so I will tell you, and 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 just I'll, I'm going to ask one quick question here. Will the realtors in the room just kindly stand up? Will the realtors in the room kindly stand up? It's okay. It's okay. Um, sir, how long have you been licensed? Just over a year. Just over a year. How long have you been licensed? Since December. Since December. Anybody in here been licensed for a while? Okay, you. How long? 23 years, okay. So, um, so I'll ask both of you guys. How much did you learn about real estate investing in realtor school? None. none. You, ma'am, none. Okay, do you guys see that? How much did you learn in real estate school about real, okay, how much you, sir? None. Oh, 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 maybe I don't have to get my license after all. I will tell you what I learned in realtor school about real estate investing. That would be none. Okay. The reason, thank you guys. Thank you guys. Thank you, realtors. Uh, now, probably most, most of you guys who are realtors who also wanted to be investors thought, what? I'm going to learn a lot about real estate investing in realtor school. And then they were like, oh, dang, I'm just learning how to pass a test in realtor school. So one person is giving me this look like, you've just like shattered all my dreams, ma'am. I mean, like, I hope it gets better from this. I, here, here's what I want. I'm just trying to, like, that is a common... Um, um, uh, that's a common sand trap for real estate investors, okay? And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring it up, right? It's a common sand trap for real estate investors to think, especially my left-brainers who want to know any everything before they do anything, right? So that's why I can kind of tell who my left-brainers are. Uh, so, but what I will tell you, and some, some of you now may be asking the question, well, if I don't learn, then why is, she a, why is she a realtor? Why is she a broker? Why does she say a realtor broker? So I got my license right after the dot-com bust. 
What was going on in the real estate market right after the dot-com bust? The market crash and everything was a short sale. So one of the major strategies I had to use back then was what? Listing short sales, right? And it was like every property was underwater. Not every property, but many properties were underwater, um, especially during that time. So it gave me a 12th strategy to use in my real estate investing because ideally as real estate investors, are we investing in properties that are underwater? Gosh, I would hope that that would be the one time you guys were participatory and gave me a resounding F no. You wanna try it? Are we, are we marketing to people who are underwater? No. Generally, no, never. Do, but do we find people underwater? Yes. yes, all the time. So I'll give you strategies to be able to handle those situations as well. So I don't recommend that you uh, become a realtor. I will tell you that um, for every listing, uh, in this market, and don't quote me exactly on this, but I believe there's around 1.2 realtors for every listing. What does that tell you? What does that tell you? A lot of realtors. What does that tell you about how realtors are doing financially? Not super well. Regardless of their Mercedes, their Rolex, their, you know, whatever, you know, just, just, look, at their, just look at their credit card statement. You'll probably get another story, okay? I'm just saying. Um, also, um, I find, you know, if it, for, you guys all need a realtor as a real estate investor in the same way that you guys need uh, help with your asset protection, help with your entity creation, okay? But you guys don't have to be the realtor. You don't have to be the realtor. Uh, what I found is a lot of realtors moonlight as what? In the gig economy as Uber drivers. Like literally one in four of your Uber drivers will also probably have what? A realtor's license. Because how many people get realtor's licenses when the market's going up? That would be, Almost everyone, right? So you ask a lot of people in the room, when did you get your license? Like a year ago. Oh yeah, when the market was at the fever pitch. Yes, yeah, so it's like, it's just, it's, it's like this, come into, come over to this. And then you realize you're actually on the dark side. But uh, what I will tell you is you don't have to get your realtor's license, but you do have to have an investor friendly realtor on your side, but lean on someone who already got their license. Um, the people who are licensed will also tell you, oh, what they don't tell you in realtor school before you sign up for realtor school is that after, after you become a realtor, you have to, it's the D word, disclose. And it feels, especially for new realtors who are also investors, it feels really comfortable or uncomfortable. That'd be super uncomfortable super uncomfortable until you get the exactly what to say uh, and get confident and competent behind it. But uh, just know as we get started uh, some of the disclosures that I wanna make to you guys. Now, uh, when it comes to entities and asset protections, how many, and asset protection, how many of you guys are thinking, I'm gonna buy properties in my own name? None of you, some of you, okay? If you're truthful, right? How many of you guys are thinking, and this is the part no one's gonna answer their, and raise the hand at all, but I don't think I have the money yet to put into setting up an LLC. Like if I'm honest, like I'd rather get my deal first and then get my LLC. Is that, what do you guys think of it? My left brainers are like choking on that idea, right? And, I'm, and I know, I get it, right? And I'll tell you 20 years ago when I first started investing, I would have choked on that idea as well. Can I give you a way to be able to get around it? Use and or assigns. Put it in Manuel, put it in your name. 
buy, you are the buyer and or signs. And what do you say if the seller says, what is this and or signs baloney that you put in here? It's kind of making me a little nervous. What are you going to tell them? Through partners. Through partners? I would just say, I'm about to set up a new LLC to buy your house. I want to wait till after I get out of the option period to set that up just to make sure that your house is what I think it is and also to make sure that you are the owner and the only owner. What are they going to say to that? Okay. Right? So now you can set up your LLC when you know you are about to get a deal, when you know you are about to get a deal. So, and that's exactly how you uh, explain it to the seller. Now I'll ask another question. How many of you guys are thinking, I'm just gonna go to formmyllc.com. That's not a, a true URL or business that I know of, but it could be. Uh, how many of you guys are thinking, I'm just gonna get like some on online LLC. How many of you guys have already gotten some online LLC? Like, 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 you know, so you're the one who played operation as a kid. It's like, I think, I think I got the kidney, you know, <laughs> let me, let me get in there. I think, I think I'm gonna, you know, you have two of them, right? So I think, I think we'll be okay, even if it gets messed up. So um, there are a lot of online places that you can go to set up your LLCs. I will tell you a couple of the sand traps that you'll find and you can go back and correct this. Uh, but one of the things that I see is always missing from some of these low cost site, sites is they forget to give you the articles of organization. Who wants to see your articles of organization and your operating agreement? The bank? The bank wants to see something else. The bank wants to see your, your EIN. Who wants to see your articles of uh, organization and your operating agreement? IRS? Ta the title company will need this, why? Because you say that you are Manuel Ma Mariaca? I, I don't have my glasses on. Did I get it right? Okay. You say that you are Manuel Mariaca buys houses, but I need to make sure that you are the person who is allowed to sign on behalf of Mariaca home buyers, right? You're like, well, look, it makes sense. Mariaca, who is this name? This lady I talked to the other day, she could barely even pronounce it. Like, I'm the only one, right? Is the title company going to accept that? No, they're going to ask for these things and you're going to say, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so if you go to a company that is um, built to create LLCs for real estate investors to be able to buy and sell houses, they'll know that this is a requirement. And even for those of you guys who have already set up an LLC, you may want to check to make sure that you have this. So even my left brainers may not be as ahead of the curve as they think. Uh, and then for your EIN number, who's going to need that? Your Wells Fargo, Chase Bank of America, or any other lending institution from which you're, uh, to which you're going to deposit money into, from which you're going to wire money into at the title company. So some of those uh, things forget to do that. Now, uh, one of the uh, little uh, sand traps, and this is not just for real estate investors, but for anyone who's setting up a new LLC, is there are companies who will send you letters saying, hey, for $100, I can do what for you? Set up, give you, get you your EIN number. Well, for like 25 seconds, you can do it for free, right? So also just be aware of that. Also just be aware of that. Um, so again, most, uh, so I will tell you what I see most new investors do is they'll just get a basic LLC. They'll just get a basic LLC and they'll typically use the S Corp selection, the S Corp selection. You do the uh, corporation type selection after you get the LLC, uh, but before you file your taxes. So um, 
and that just allows the IRS to know which forms you should, uh, you should uh, be filing. Uh, some investors will get a little bit more complex right out of the gate. Anybody in here have a series LLC? Anyone have a so series LLCs became very popular uh, probably about 10 years ago, 10 to 12 years ago. Uh, basically, you can uh, it can be Mariaka Home Buyers One, Mariaka Home Buyers Two, Mariaka Home Buyers Three, and what does that save you on? Getting three new LLCs. Right, so some people like that, but what are you not going to get with series one, series two, series three? You're not going to get a new EIN number. So if you want a new bank account, that might kind of be a problem for you. So just be aware of that uh, too. Um, other investors who will um, who will get even more complex will find someone out of state who will recommend that they get an LLC set up in which which state. Wyoming, Delaware. What's the problem with setting up a, an LLC in one of those states? I don't know. Maybe you don't live there. Maybe you don't work there, right? So here's the thing. You're still going to be filing a franchise tax return for who? That'd be the state of Texas. That'd be the state of Texas. And then what I see with a lot of investors who get you know, ex excited, and especially the ones who will, you know, I say kind of put the cart before the horse and set up the LLC is, they'll have the LLC long before they have the deal. So their LLC might be out of, maybe expired. And you may not pay again to get it renewed because if you don't have your next deal yet, and then now you're paying to multiple states and now you're kind of managing multiple deadlines. Um, I'm not a big fan of out-of-state LLCs, but those, for, for the people who want to get in, you know, really complex uh, and who are really excellent at paperwork, some of you guys will be getting out-of-state LLCs, but just know that you will still have to pay your franchise taxes here in Texas uh, because if you are living here, you're working here, and your property's here, guess what? You're going to be paying taxes here. So... Um, I always, yeah, go ahead. Okay, so, so this is an excellent question, and this is actually leads up to this slide right here. How you set up your entities depends on how you Vegas. What the hell does that mean? Well, I like to make up stuff when I'm presenting. And this, and I've been using this analogy for years. So people will ask me all the time, how many properties should I put in my LLC? and I turn around and ask them what their risk preference is, what their risk profile is. And the way that I explain it is basically if, if when you go to Vegas, you play like the penny slots or the quarter slots, you're probably going to set up a new LLC and a new bank account and a new set of QuickBooks for every property that you get. If when you go to Vegas, you put $100 on red 13, you might have 10 properties in one LLC. You're a risk taker, right? Would I recommend that? I don't. Uh, do some of my properties, I have one LLC per property. In those, sense, uh, in those instances, and who in here is familiar with buying property subject to the existing financing? Okay, a couple of you guys. So when I'm buying subject to the existing financing, as an insurance policy, I will set up a new LLC for every property that I buy because I'm basically taking over a seller's existing mortgage. I, I have a naming recognition that I use for each one of those properties. It is the last name of the, of the prior owner dash the street name of the property. That way, if a bank were to see that someone other than 
Manuel Mariaca owns the property. Well, if the bank sees Mariaca-1234 Main Street, LLC, what's the bank going to think? He's doing some smart, Manuel's smart. He's doing some estate planning. Okay, and can you transfer within your, uh, your own person according to what act? The Garn St. Germain Act of 1982, I think it was what it, what it is. So then a bank's typically, knock on wood, uh, not gonna call your note due if they see that. So on other properties, the ones I'm buying, fixing and flipping and holding for a short term, I'll typically have up to a million dollars in one LLC. After a million, now I'm getting a new LLC. After a million there, now I'm getting a new LLC. That's my risk profile. Okay, but some of you guys are like, I don't go to Vegas. Then yes, you'll be with option one, which is setting up a new bank account, a new LLC, new QuickBooks for every property, right? So who are my people who, when they go to Vegas, they do $100 on, on Red 13, just curious. Okay, all right. So, and I'm, and, and I'm also curious, does this resonate for you? Are you a risk taker? A little bit too much, okay. All right, so, uh, but every time I use this analogy, it's like it just really sinks into people in terms of, of what they're willing to do. Now, $100 on Red 13 is very different than up to a million dollars and you know, one LLC, but people will set those different thresholds. So some people will say, I'll never have more than two properties in one LLC, or I'll never have more than three properties in one LLC. So um, for managing this in general, um, I will say treat everyone fairly, but be prepared for a disaster, okay? Um, I will never forget uh, Christmas maybe, gosh, 10 years ago. Christmas 10 years ago, um, uh, we had left for the airport and uh, uh, one of my staff was still at, uh, at, in the office and um, a sheriff came. And they're like, I need to serve Shanoa Grove. And, my, and I wasn't there. So my person who's working for me calls me frantically. A sheriff was just here and they were trying to serve you. And I'm like, well, what was it for? What is it about? And she's like, I don't know. This was my, this was my Christmas. What do, you think I was go what do you think was going through my head over Christmas while I was out of town for the week what do you think was going through my head? Everything, every terrible thing that could have gone wrong in my real estate investing over the prior 10 years, like something happened. So <laughs> um, it was one of my tenants who was suing me for $5,000 for not refunding like $1,000 of his security deposit. I didn't find that out until I got back. In the meantime, my head was going crazy of all the different things that it could have been. So in this particular case, um, I treated uh, them fairly. I did a fair accounting. Uh, in this particular case, and I'm curious, do we have anyone from Boston in here from the state of Massachusetts? Anybody? So I can offend them? It's okay? Okay. In Massachusetts, the laws are a little different when it comes to landlord-tenant. Okay, so this person was a little bit taken advantage or, or thought that that same application of how he treated landlords in Massachusetts would apply in Texas. Uh, so my second question, just to know who I'm gonna offend in advance. Any attorneys in the room? Any attorneys in the room? 
Okay, good. Attorneys are not a protected class, so just I just want to let you know I could offend you no matter you know equally, and I'm not. I mean, I might get canceled a little if I was in a, an attorney convention, but I'm not. So, um, the, so so the second issue with this person was um, he was an attorney. So to him, suing me was what? He was an attorney from Boston, okay? And he was just moved to Texas. So an attorney suing me, suing me is what? This will be fun. You know, it's like, this is like what I do on Saturday afternoons for like, you know, fun, right? So um, anyway, I'll just, I'll tell you this. I'll make it as quick as I can. Uh, I did not return all of his deposit because his dog ate through the carpet and the floor of my rental property. And what he had said in his you know, uh, petition to the judge suing me for $5,000 was that the property was like that when he moved in. And I had just renovated the property. And I had all of these pictures in the MLS of this newly renovated property, right? So I thought, okay, I've got that. And I got my contractor to give me an affidavit. And then I said, you know, I'm gonna do a little social media stalking because that's what people do these days and it works. So I looked him up and I looked up his two other roommates. One of his roommates had a um, Facebook um, like photo album and the photo album was called My New House. And guess whose house it was? That'd be mine. And guess what condition it was in? Perfect. So my response to the judge in this particular case were all of the pictures of how they left the property, all of the pictures that I had on the MLS from after I had renovated the property, an affidavit from my contractor, and then the Facebook photo album of my tenant's new house. He immediately dropped the case against me. Okay, and normally I'm like, ah, you know, it's five, you know, like I'm, I, you know, it's like, am I gonna spend? And I spend a lot of time on this. Am I gonna spend more time fighting this than I? And, and am I gonna lose a deal from it? Could my time be spent better? And I was just like, normally I don't get just like angry, but I was kind of angry. Okay, I'll just say, I'll just say that. So treat everyone fairly, but be prepared for a disaster. I.e an attorney from Boston who happens to be your tenant. So uh, just, just be aware of that. Um, make sure that things that cause injury in, in your houses, whether they're your rental properties or your fix and flips, make sure that those are remedied and, and, and everything is a safe place for, for the people who are living there. Uh, document and disclose. That means take those pictures of the house before, take those pictures of the house after. Um, do your disclosures, so your seller's disclosure. Uh, uh, and understand the difference between probability and possibilities. This is something that my attorney taught me. Um, so I've said to him in many cases, well, the probability of someone suing me is really what? Low. He says, you know what, that's true. Probability is really low, and so far you've had a really good track record right? But there is still the possibility, right? And then how do you Vegas? And how do you want to Vegas on this one? So hire the best to help you with your planning. For us, we love Anderson Advisors and the Optimal Financial Group. Uh, they have been helping us. Each one of those companies has been helping us for years, whether it's entity uh, formation, uh, CPA uh, work, uh, tax returns, et cetera. Uh, they get what we do as real estate investors, and they know how to help us, and they know and understand the, real, uh, the members of the Real Estate Investor Association. So that is our uh, tip for this week. If you'd like to... Uh, binge watch all of our tips you're welcome to we have a Texas Ria's 
YouTube page, Texas Ria's uh, podcast. Uh, we're on all of the different socials, so love for you guys to learn from people who live here, work here, invest, uh, eat, drink, sleep, real estate investing. So uh, join us on our podcast or on our Texas Ria's YouTube channel for that. And let me pull up the market presentation for you guys as we're going through here. All right, oh, and I'll just share with you all these are some of our prior tips and tricks. I'm not gonna read every one because we've got probably 200 on there. Uh, but again, uh, binge watch and then become the expert because I know you guys are staying up all night and watching YouTube anyway, so you might as well listen to someone who knows the local market. This part of the presentation, we're gonna be doing the market update. So I'm gonna do a review of the overall Texas market update last month in terms of how it looked. Uh, the sales were up, uh, I'm sorry, the sales were down. I can barely read my uh, slide here that I've got in front of me. Uh, the, the sales were down uh, year over year 20%, if I'm reading this properly. Uh, I'm sorry, 10%, now I gotta get in front of uh, the camera here. Da sales down 10%, uh, average price down 1%. Let me change this really quickly so it's not, make it a little bit softer so it doesn't ring while I'm doing uh, this part of the presentation and getting right in front of the camera. And I'm gonna do it like this. All righty, here we go. So the sales last month down 10% for the whole state of Texas. The average price only down 1%. Uh, so Texas overall did pretty well. Uh, I'll go through the major markets as we go through this presentation uh, today as well. Close sales in Austin down 8.5%. Sales price in Austin down 8%. For the DFW market, close sales were down 4%, and the average price was down 3%. In the Houston market, close sales were down 13%, and the average price was down but only 0.5%. And then in the San Antonio market, which I think is what a lot of you guys are here to see, sales were down, they were down 9% year over year, but you guys had the best market. Flat is the new up. Flat is something that you should be celebrating, especially in a market where we have more than doubled interest rates in a one year period, probably the fastest doubling that's ever taken place. Uh, so uh, average price was flat year over year. Uh, pending sales, our closest leading indicator of what closed sales will be next month, down 13% year over year. So we'll probably see another down month as we finish out July. Where's everyone going? Uh, all of the would-be sellers are now accidental landlords. The same thing happened in 2008, 9, and 10. The same thing happened in 2000 one, two, and three, right? So this is something that's very typical. And the lease price is up, it's up 4% year over year to uh, just under 2,000 a month. So wanted to be able to share that with you guys. And we've got a special announcement for you as well for what we have planned next for you all. So have you liked what you've learned here tonight? Two people are really, I think, I think if I had a mic, I would drop it now, but like when you normally, when you drop the mic, you're like, you just did something really awesome. But I think I'm just gonna drop the mic because I think I'm only connecting with two people and there's like 
80 some odd people in the room. Have you learned a few good things that you can use in your business, yes or no? Uh, We'd love to share with you more. We'd love to help you guys more, especially in this uh, wild and ever-changing and a little bit uncertain market. So I'd love to share with you the 12 different real estate investing strategies that have allowed us to survive and thrive no matter what the market has thrown at us. So for the last 20 years, I've not had to update my resume. I've not had to go back to work in corporate America for anyone else. At this point in my life, my resume is in some version of dog that even the techiest of the techie people in this room cannot understand. Notice that only the people with gray hair or no hair laughed at that joke. Um, I appreciate you, right? Uh, but, but for all of the Gen Z and millennials who don't know what I'm talking about, just ask someone with no hair or gray hair that might be within your reach. So um, if you don't wanna have to update your resume, Uh, You'll want to learn the 12 different investing strategies that have allowed us to survive and thrive through um, dot-com booms, dot-com bust, uh, credit booms, credit bust, the Great Recession, the best up market that we've ever had, uh, a worldwide pandemic, low interest rates, high interest rates, Democratic presidents, Republican presidents, changes in the laws, uh, changes in Congress, uh, changes in contracts, Ice storms, snowstorms, hurricanes, and tornadoes, okay? We've been through it and invested through it all. We'll share with you guys exactly how to do that. We'll also share the different ways to be able to find these off-market deals to make sure that you're able to have properties to look at, right? We'll also talk about what we call the 10 uh, sales scripts. These are the exactly what to say for the real estate investor to make sure that you're able to put properties under contract and overcome objections in every case. We have three work workshops coming up and we may have some additional dates that are um, not listed here. They may be filled up, but if they're not, you'll notice them as you guys get registered for this. So this is the time that I want you to pull out your phone to get registered. Uh, you can just scan the QR code. You're welcome to go to any of these three workshops that we have. You can attend live or you can attend online. You can attend online on Friday, live on Saturday and Sunday, or vice versa. Uh, so we can work with you through technology to be able to live stream it directly to you. What I'll ask you to do is go ahead and get registered for that. If you are not familiar with how a QR code works, no worries. You can also go on your browser to texasstarterkit.com, texasstarterkit.com. And for my friends online, you guys can head uh, over to click the link that's right below uh, to get registered for this event. So we'd love to be able to have you for that. And guys, I'll go ahead and introduce our keynote speaker who is Mr. Phil Grove. He's a nationally recognized expert and a number of real estate investing strategies He's trained over 100,000 real estate investors on how to do it here in Texas, transacted over 1,200 deals, certainly over $200 million in real estate, invested in over $300 million in commercial properties, survived and thrived in every part of the market cycle, and owns over $30 million worth of real estate here in Central Texas and all mostly free and clear. So will you all please welcome Mr. Phil Grove. Texas's largest real estate investor association at TexasStarterKit.com. If you like today's episode, please subscribe, comment, share with other investors, or join us directly at texasstarterkit.com.